Well, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Mile Love of Golf podcast. Yes, it's your smiling podcast host here. He's smiling because it's that time of the week, a little bit later this week, and I apologise, we've all been very busy. Rocket has been negotiating uh, caravan park stays uh, in lockdown in Queensland. Uh, Mike has been keeping um, the cheese factory of Australia on check. I've been keeping golf balls in the uh, golfers of uh, Australia coming through so i'm um, being busy but we're a bit later but uh thank you i am smiling because i am sitting across virtually uh from two of my favorite people in the whole golfing and podcasting world yes it's the it's the rocket man still on his jaunt around uh southeast <laughs> queensland in lockdown escapes yeah. a lockdown to travel into a lockdown and Copying it from uh, all parts of uh, Queensland, he is, uh, so I'm led to believe. And uh, Magic Mike, Caridi, Magic Mike, how are you, mate? Very well, thanks. Very e- well. Excellent. Now, Rocket, where are we? Where, where do the travels take you? The fans love the, the Rocket on the Road segments, by the way. I'm just The <laughs> feedback I'm getting, and I've had a bit of feedback uh, lately. I'll bring you into that in a minute. How is it up there in Queensland? Where are you? Uh, I'm on Bribey Island. I'm on Bribey Island, just uh, chasing bin chickens. So, you know. Have a kraken and dry and chasing bing chickens. A kraken and dry and chasing bing chickens, maybe a dip in the pool. Uh, but th- so, does the Queensland lockdown prevent you from going anywhere? Like, are you allowed to roam the confines of the caravan park, you know, holiday yep. holiday caravan park style? You know, when you've got nothing to do, you just walk around the caravan park. Are you allowed to do that? Yeah, do that. And then when you're kind of near people, you know, wear a mask, stuff like that. It's fine, fine. <laughs> I can think of worse places to be. Okay, well. Although- well, I was just going to say, you're known for your um, penchant for fine golf architecture. Uh, this podcast is listened to globally, uh, reach into you know the US markets deep, um, Scotland, the UK, a little bit of Ireland, uh, even um, Slovakia, uh, the Czech Republic. Uh, you know, we've had listeners all, all around. What uh, golfing regions, uh, what, what golfing co- uh, destination is Bribey Island? Is there anything up there of note for the listeners? I don't know, Bribey Island Golf Club? Oh, I, have no, I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. When, when the people start travelling back to Australia, Rocket, is, what's the reason for them to go to Bribey Island? Because it's really nice. Okay. Well, right. Is there any... And, and, if, and if you go this time of the year, they've got a rodeo. A rodeo? A bit, of, bit of bull riding. We saw a bit of bull riding this week. That's okay. pretty good. All right. So we don't have anything golf uh, course architecture to report on. No, no. So when when rocket when rockets on the road and rocket goes on holidays, rocket ain't allowed to bring golf clubs. Oh, like that is it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like it's like that. All right. So you've got the kraken and you're chasing off the bin chickens. Uh, Mike, have you had any golf uh, lately? No, I've been doing the opposite. I've uh, I've taken the winter months to try and redo my swing with a friend of ours, Young Baden Schaff. So I've um, I've been working pretty hard. Well as hard as I can in between doing my normal job. So today was the first time I hit golf balls on a golf course outside of the range. So didn't go super well, but, you know, it'll get there slowly but surely. Okay. It's the off, it's the off season. Yes. Trust the process. That's it. <laughs> trust but the process. Baden. I've, I've, I've gone through the swing change stuff and it is just trust the process. And the only way – I remember my coach – sorry, I'm interjecting. I remember the first probably legitimate coach – so I got lessons from. Um, he always said, "He said you'll never get, you'll never ingrain this until you actually go out and start playing nine holes, and you're playing from different, different lies, different shots. Yeah, and you're actually forced to be in the position to just trust what you're doing. Yeah, that was it, and that's that's <laughs> one of the reasons why I went out because I'm I'm in with him tomorrow morning, and uh, I thought I'll get out there and see what happens. And there's a few absolutely pure, beautiful swings, and oh, that was very exciting. And there were some absolute rockets off the uh, straight out of the teeth as well. So that's okay. It, it's chasing, chasing the unicorn. Yeah. Chasing the unicorn. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to Baden Schaff from uh, Albert Park uh, Driving Range. Uh, probably the busiest driving range in the Southern Hemisphere at the moment. And also the founder um, and owner of uh, the Skiller Staff, where you can receive coaching from any coach. From that is on the app all around the world and uh, 
that app has done wonderful things. Uh, it created golf swings with for people who have never even picked up a golf club before, who have never even met their coach before. It's crazy to think about it, but um, and uh, you can check Baden and my interview at on episode seventy five or eighty seven or something like that. It was back back in last year. Great guy, and he gave us a, a great bit of time. And um, you can learn all about Skillist, who is coaching. Baden Schaff, coaching uh, yours truly, Magic uh, Magic Mike. Well, good luck tomorrow, and give uh, Baden a bit of a bit of a shout out from me. I will do. Question. Yes. Um. So, no, this is to Mike actually. Um. So, the this what what's the one thing like if you were trying to redo your swing? What was the what's the outcome that you're trying to get? And what's that first one thing that he's got you working on? Good question. The the big the easy answer is literally trying to reverse what I've been doing. And as much as that sounds like it's a whole um, lot of work, it's probably the simplest motion to get down. But like you said, I've had twenty five years of playing golf, and it's rewinding it all. So effectively, the biggest thing for me is probably a lot like everybody. Uh, I take the I take the club back way too far, which I need to shorten that, and I don't know where that came from. And then as soon as my hands get to the top, they want to go out towards the ball and over the top. And Ooh, the old casting, yeah. And I've I've had enough uh, speed and hand eye to get my hands to the right place to play reasonable golf. But if I want to get better, I can't do that. So that's what we've been working on. And we were doing quite a lot of good work and it was going really well. And then we had the, the extended lockdown and I didn't do enough work. And so last uh, last week's session or two weeks ago's session was good because we knew exactly what we were going to go through as soon as I walked in the door because I knew that whatever I was doing wrong, I was certainly doing it again. And what's that? What's that? Is he going, did he give you like one drill that's like almost that one thing to work on that makes it feel like you've, you've probably taken the club behind your legs? Um, the, probably the biggest thing is really just, he said even the last time we caught up was even something like a um, uh, the, the bands that, that literally oh. would just get me to go from point A to point B yeah, uh, and really just keep it short and sharp because they connected. That, yeah. It was a little bit, a little bit too loopy and the, the, the more motion I can take out of it, the better it'll be. And so they're, they're probably the main might thing. Need, might need a tool striker. It's, it's actually here somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've already got one. Another another unsponsored but nonetheless shameless plug for one of our non-sponsors that we'd like to – we'd just like to share. I've, with I've the, got a tool striker in there, magnificent. We'd just okay. like to share with the people the tools and the toys that we use. There is there is here no sponsorship, here no money, um, but we do love a tool striker product on this podcast Definitely. And to, to fill out all the advertising up early, I actually think I bought, I'm sure that I bought it from Drum and Golf in the city. <laughs> <laughs> you keep losing them, I'll keep selling them, all right? <laughs> uh, very good. Um, I said I had some, and just to your point, um, Shafi, you know, if you're going to shorten your swing, and I've never had coaching by Shafi, but I've studied a lot of his coaching uh, and um, the people that he's coached. You know, if you are working on shortening your swing, Shafi's technique and I think what he's trying, what his method methods are, are very much geared around uh, to helping. Um, you know what you're trying to achieve there, and I've seen I've seen what you talk about when you talk about your long swing and it gets a little bit crossed up over the top. Um, I think Shafi's method would be very good for you, Magic Mike. So I'm looking yep. forward to seeing the progress. We might have to um, come down there and video uh, the lesson and maybe maybe bring that to the people. After after last week's podcast, I actually had at least two people message me asking when they could play golf with me so they could see my putting stroke. So now you got now you got me on the full video. I don't know that any of that's going to be good for me at all. That is confirmation <laughs> that that will happen. And thank you, whoever gave you that feedback, that you then just uh, let us know. I know, that, I know that. Dion was one. Dion, uh, an avid listener, he certainly uh, he he certainly was disappointed the last time he played. He hadn't made note of it. So yeah, it was good. Well. I did have some feedback. Uh, people loved the tips, are liking the uh, insights into um, the little bit of depth of uh, knowledge that you bring, and so people appreciate that. And people also, because uh, I mentioned we bumped up the, the rankings a little bit, and I don't understand how the rankings work, and I don't really care, to be honest, but I do notice when they're up. I forget about it when they're down. Um, people reflected that maybe uh, Rocket needs to let go of the leash a little bit more on his favourite fodder, um, the Bryson and people seem to to react and respond uh, when you uh, unload. 
Is there anything Bryson-esque that you want to lead off with, uh, Rocket? Hey, a loose rocket is a ratings rocket. That's, what, <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> the Olympics, Bryson in the Olympics. Thanks, thanks to Mike and his uh, quick quick fingers on the on the Photoshop work um, in our own chat. Like Bryson, when I saw that Bryson made the Olympics, like I cannot wait for the Olympics. I'm actually looking forward to all of the content behind the scenes. Like Bryson spending time with the, the hammer throwing team to show them how they can get some more speed by cooking bacon without their shirts on. Um, I don't know, you know, talking about diet or, you know, other fitness regimes with, you know, maybe the, the US figure skating team or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, you know, Brighton, Bryson mingling with all the athletes and annoying the living suitcase out of them is going to be fantastic. I can't wait. I can't wait. Do you know what? I'm so excited about golf in the Olympics just because Bryce is there. This is just gold. It is absolute gold. It's going to be interesting to watch. I saw, uh, actually saw only tonight, it was only in the last hour or so, um, Justine Reid on her famous Twitter account, which I can't remember what it's called. Use golf facts. Yeah, well, she's she's uh, having a ticket a few she's people looked, tonight. She's launched it. She, is, she, is she really? Yeah, oh, someone was I'm, um, I'm tweeting about it. She she was having a dig at someone because Golf Digest put out a, an article saying mentioning the fact that Patrick Reed at the last Olympics, his highlight was um, was watching Phelps. It wasn't necessarily golf related, and someone uh, and she she sort of got on a, a high horse saying, you know, that it wasn't it wasn't you know that surprising. He's a superstar of all time, Phelps, and. She ended up having a few digs. I would recommend anyone go and have a read of it because it's quite funny. She digs herself into a nice little hole, which is good. And she always does. What is, what, she always does. What is Justine Reed's uh, burner account called? Use Golf Facts. Yeah. At Use Golf Facts. Here we go. I don't get it. Is Golf Digest trying to make fun of the fact that one of the P. Reed best memories from 2000 Olympics was watching Michael Phelps in the zone and win Olympic gold in iconic fashion? That's cool as hell. Athletes can learn from other athletes in different sports. Yeah, I think that the, the key one was when she replies back to someone I, who um, I didn't read the story. Yeah, she says I didn't read the story, and then says to them, um, "I don't know why you would." The person said to her, "You know, I don't know why you would take out of not reading the story and just reading the headlines that they've had a dig at him." And she said, "Take a lesson in journalism, and then take a lesson in law. Reread that headline, and you'll get get a handle on it." And the guy wrote back. I'm literally a journalist with a law degree. <laughs> so, yeah, she's doing herself no favours again, which is good. It's so good. Oh, dear. So, um, well, we've uh, gone for 13 minutes and we've uh, caught up. And uh, thanks for uh, listening for the 13 minutes, all of you that uh, have been prepared to let us catch up on your time. Appreciate that. We're here to talk about a little bit of golf, a little bit of golf that was happening, that has happened uh, last week, and a little bit of golf that's already started to happen in a couple of Tearaway results have uh, popped into our stratosphere. Um, Lucas Herbert, we'll get back to the Herbie, the Herbinator. Um, but what happened last week? Uh, what did we have? The farmers? Did we have uh, Mike? Uh, we had the last week travelers. was the travellers. Yeah, travellers. Sorry, farmers this week. Travellers last week. Farmers. Yeah, farmers was no farmers was. Um, sorry, this week's this week's a rocket. Rocket. The, the rocket, rocket farmers. <laughs> No wonder I'm confused. Some, some sort of sponsors. Sorry, my, my sponsored my sponsored event. Rockets That's event. it. Sorry. No, um, yeah, last week was the uh, was the the travellers. So yeah, it was it was a it was probably going to be remembered for one of the longest and most boring playoffs in history. Um, it was one Harris English one, uh, and Kramer Hickok after leading after round one found himself back in at the end, and he was in the playoff, and. It was probably, and I've heard it on a couple of other podcasts, but I was thinking it certainly at the time, is the 18th hole there is not made for playoffs. It's especially, I think it was playing downwind as well. Certainly 17 was as well once they sort of went around there. But yeah, eight holes to get a uh, to get a winner. And uh, it was only because someone finally made a birdie. The other player made eight straight pars. So yeah, it, it was pretty boring stuff. Yeah, it started out being a sudden death playoff, and then it just became a death playoff. <laughs> it was. It was not great. I was actually, I was actually a little bit excited at one point because I thought Leash, Leash was in the clubhouse at twelve, uh, and he was on the range, and and um, I thought he was actually going to be in a really good spot there. And then um, both English and Hickok made really, really good birdies on eighteen 
to finish one ahead of him, so he got to pack up and go. Um, and then neither of them could repeat that for eight holes until English could could make one late to to get the get the title. I didn't see the coverage, but um, I'm curious. Did you notice if anyone hung around at the end to congratulate? Was Ricky still there at the end, or did they just say after yeah, no, four? That's, no, that's majors. After four holes, <laughs> it, see you later. It was um, the one thing that, that um, the only person hanging around was um, Sam Burns. So Sam Burns, good mates with Kramer Hickok. So he was there with Hickok's family hoping he could, you know, congratulate him on his first win. But the commentators did not stop talking about the fact that Hickok was a high school, I know, university um, or college roommate of Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth. And excited for Jordan Spieth it's in some tour events. Gotcha. Yeah, I just tuned. In. I was just completely tuning in. Oh, and I actually right. think at some point I, I was in a meeting at work and had it on silent, sitting next to me, just watching the holes tick over on a Monday morning. But um, mm-hmm. no, it was. It would have eight holes. It, it went for, you know, over an hour. It was it was a long time of of, um, of playing golf. But it was just it was just a bit boring. I think eighteen was literally just driver gap wedge. Yeah, I think it was. It was just drive a wedge, drive a wedge, and then yeah. hitting it to ten feet, not making any parts. And that was it. And <clears> and eight. And sorry, then when, once they threw in seventeen as a part of the cycle, it wasn't super much better. Like for normal golfers like me, it was a bit of an intimidating tee shot. But for those guys, it was literally a game driver wedge or um, a three wood wedge, hybrid wedge um, into this green. The only thing that was kind of helping was it was down breeze, so over water. So they were trying to land it as close to the water as possible and let it bounce back to the flag. But yeah, just, yeah, there's, there's got to be a better way to do it. Rocket, did you get to see much of it up there on the road or did you just tuned into the results? No, I just tuned into the results. Um, where I was, was not um, conducive to very good streaming internet service. So it was a bit challenging. Your boy came home quite well. Final round, Kepka. I'm pretty sure it was a final round. I can't remember. Yeah, I think he finished tie fifth or something, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I know Kisner had a very, very good final round. I, I don't remember what he shot either, but they, they both went pretty deep. Uh, and it was one of those ones where I think that they were expecting it to be quite a um, quite a low score that was going to win it, but um, it didn't didn't really quite get there. You know, Thirteen yeah, deep, but yeah, not crazy. Yeah, usually that one. Sometimes they're into the up to the nineteen or in by twenty sometimes yeah. in that tournament. Yeah. But look, it was a good watch. Good, you know, it wasn't the worst week of golf. It's probably, um, I think most people were probably cheering for Hickok to win just to get his first title. Um, he certainly played well. He played very well. Um, was pretty impressive. He, it was one of those ones where when you're not getting a result on a playoff, but they're making pars, but they were absolutely clutch final putts to make pars. You know, they were six footers to make to, to, to continue and they just kept making them on top of each other so that part was good but um yeah there, there, there wasn't much else to write home about how did tips go uh mike no i didn't have english i uh, didn't certainly didn't have hickok um answer yet again it seems to be coming the fourth round flyer uh, he was the best result he finished fourth but um yeah he flew home late but never threatened i mean he's only finished two shots out of the playoff but um no nah, not quite there uh, who did you have? Good question. Uh, I can't remember. It's off, off the top of my head. I know. Um, did you have Paul Casey? I had Casey. Yeah, Casey was one of them. Um, answer was one. Um, Cantlay was one. He was 13th. Um, and that's about all I can remember. It all blend, that that feels like ten years ago. Now I'm already thinking about yeah, some. I know, I know. Already, probably, I've already looking at the Rocket Mortgage, and I've got more tips and bets running there. Well, Rusty, Rusty Knox, a solo Scott uh, missed the cut, so he he let me down there. I thought at least you've got to qualify for you know to be the leading Scott, even if you're the only Scott in the field. You've got to make the cut, Rusty. So better than that next week uh, for you. Um, but I think I did uh, go with the top uh, English uh, player. Uh, and I did get that, Justin Rose. I, th- I think I did uh, call Justin Rose out as a top English uh, player, but he was finished T36 just above Paul Casey. Well, he was actually on the same score, but um, stats-wise he was he was above. So, um, yeah, there you go. All right, what's next? What's uh, what's uh, We've already got a couple of tournaments kicking off, and you know, I noticed out of this uh, last week's US PGA Tour, we had our Lucas Herbert in there, made the cut... Um, Finished minus uh, with minus seventeen nineteenth. Monday queued for um, 
for the travellers, taking himself off to fulfil some of his uh, European tour. I'm not sure if they're requirements or commitments, but it's just um, he's got his obviously his card up there and he's up in uh, Mount Juliet at the moment as we speak. He's just finished his round. He's had what is he? What has Herbie finished? Seven under? Eight, eight under. Eight under. Eight. Yeah. Bang. No, he, um, he's, he's opened up the day with uh, Birdie Bogey and I tuned in. I just checked the scores. He was on the, he's on the back nine, which is his front. And he finished off birdie birdie to to be uh, three under through nine, and then I think I'd message you guys, and he was maybe four or five, and then uh, before we started off tonight, he's finished off birdie 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 to get to eight, which is exceptional. Well, Herbie, good luck. He he likes this part of the world, I believe, and um, you know he's got Island it's Mount Juliet course. I don't know anything about it. It's in Kilkenny. I know it's in Kilkenny. I know that, uh, as we discussed before, it's a Jack Nicholas course, it's a Parkland course, so, you know, I'll see it on the TV when the coverage comes on in an hour, but, um, you know, Parkland, it can't, it, look, it's Ireland, it's golf, it's got to be great, but I think we'd all rather see Le Hinch or, you know, one of those courses for an Irish, or, or Bally Liffin or um, Rosa Penn or something like that um, for an Irish Open, but it is what it is, it's hosted a World Golf Cup and I think it's hosted a lot of Irish Opens maybe 20 years ago. So we'll see how it is, but uh, good luck to you, Lucas Herbert, and he will head off next week back to another course in uh, in uh, Scotland where the Scottish Open is, again at the Renaissance Club, Tom Dote, where Herbie did perform very well last year. Um, could have, would have, should have, but um, yeah, had third that one killed him yeah, last third year. round, had that bad round. I think he maybe picked up 267,000 euros or something like that, so it wasn't a bad week's uh, work. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to watching uh, Herbie. Rocket. What are you looking forward to seeing out of uh, this little bit of a European tour swing? Is there anything of note for you? Kaima watch. Kaima, how Kaima watch? watch. I've got Kaima my watch. I've got my um. See, I wear I wear have to wear glasses now to, to see uh, and, and read because when you're approaching my tender age of five zero this month, uh, something. Don't worry, nothing. Look, really, nothing. Don't get me anything. Maybe something small, uh, 29th of July. Um, but I've got my glasses on because that's what happens when you get this. And some people said oh, they're like um, Jurgen Klopp. Oh, they make me look oh. like a little bit like Jurgen Klopp, you know, the round ones. And, and, I, and I did some research and I think every German person that I've seen wearing glasses always got round glasses on. I don't know why. Yeah, I've got my Jurgen Klopp's on. Did you see Jurgen Klopp celebrating England's win with the um, English fans for any of the soccer? I did not. No. Yeah, it's it's been widely reported. Jurgen Klopp going cocoa bananas with the English fans celebrating England's win over Germany. Um, that's oh, for an, that's for another podcast. I love Jurgen. Uh, what do you love about Jurgen Klopp? Because he's one of the best coaches ever, and he coaches my club. He's a good coach. I give him that, and he's got charisma. He brings something to to football, uh, which I which I like. Um, it, Liverpool, I'm connected to Liverpool. I'm not a Liverpool fan, but I, I, as I probably said before, I like Liverpool because their origins and, and foundations are very much uh, of the Scottish uh, nature. They're, he has know. rebuilt the culture of that club. Um, so, Kymer Watch, what, talk, talk to us about Kymer Watch. Well, because I love Martin Kymer, and he's just sort of slowly but surely getting himself back into contending again. You know, he, he I think he finished in the top. 15, I think it was, at the, the PGA at Kiwa Island. Uh, he finished second last week um, to, to Victor. Uh, he's five under after his first round here. You know, he had a nice little purple patch around about this time last year. And, you know, he's slowly starting to piece the things, to get, piece the things together. You know, he's oh, – I love me some Martin Kymer because I, I think he has a beautiful swing – He's just a, a really good golfer. He's not the most charismatic person you'll find going around. Probably behind the scenes, he's probably quite funny. But, you know, people forget that, you know, he's a two-time major champion, won a player's championship, and a former world number one. And he's 35. I was about to say that. I just looked up his stats, and, and I just nearly fell over. I thought, he feels like he's been around forever. 35. 35. 78th in the world. There you yep. go. Well, yep. my 
my 11 years or 12 years working for a German company, I've always got a soft spot for uh, people from that part of the world. And, you know, I, I, I like Martin Keimer. I always remember that putt that he sunk in the Ryder Cup. Uh, where was it? Where was were they? Oh, was that, that would have been the 2000 and, was it 2012 or the 14 one? Um, 14, 14 or 15 or whenever it was. The one at, um, was it Harding Park or um, where, where do they play it? Oh, gee, anyway, it doesn't matter. But he sunk that putt and he, he, he wasn't known for his putting. He wasn't, his putting was struggling at the time and he sunk that putt, which essentially, you know, effectively got Europe over the line and uh, it was a big moment for him. And it was just nice to see, you know, he's been part of one of those great moments in golf that stick in my mind. So uh, I like uh, Hair Karma. Yeah, I I love me some Martin Keimer. He's just a beautiful, he's just a beautiful swinger. He's like, again, like, you know, he had like a little bit of a four or five year period there where he was a bit like Louis, right? Just a real sweet swinger contending all the time. And then just for whatever reason, it's just the last five years, it's fallen apart. Um, But it's slowly coming back, slowly coming back. Surprised to see Victor uh, win last week uh, in Germany, speaking of that part of the world. No, no, he's been in great form all year. Yeah, all got, year. Got the sand out of his eye, and he was ready to go. <laughs> Did he uh, figure in any of your um, factoring, uh, Mike? No, I bet him. Uh, I had that top Euro bet the week before, um, but no, I, I hadn't bet at all. I hadn't even really had a look at the European Tour last week. But when I saw he was up there, I wasn't surprised. But I think he went our favourites. I think he's about eight to one. So there would have been people that have been all over that because he's he's a, he's an absolute talent. And uh, yeah, when you like him the week before, and he gets the weekend off because of you know withdrawn, whether he would have made the cut or not, and then headed over to Europe. Um, yeah, he's he played very well, which is which is good to see. And the other one that I saw was um, that was going quite well last week was Dubasson. I always love seeing seeing him go well. He's uh, he's a bit of a character. Dubasson. He he uh, he had a stretch when I was watching uh, one of the second or third round. He made he made about three thirty foot putts uh, in in his back nine, and he stopped at one point and just looked at his caddy like. What? What is going on here? <laughs> this is not supposed to be happening. But uh, yeah, he was he had a, he had a really good week as well. There is one interesting cat of golf, uh, Victor Dubuisson. Like, and some of the moments that he's provided, you know, the back in mm. that match play, yeah, uh, against Jason Day, you know, like yeah. the shots off the rocks and you know, yeah, just stupid. It was, it was funny because that that's exactly what you think of when you think of Dubuisson. And so you're watching, I'm watching him play in Europe, playing really well. At the same time, Jason Day is playing extremely well back over in the US. So it's funny for them both to sort of start coming up to, towards the top in the same weekend. Yeah, Jason's just trying to make sure he plays really well. So then if he does anything to his back, his insurance payouts, you know, during the insurance um, swing, you know, you got the rocket mortgage this week and then you had the travellers last week. So any um, any um, injury payouts at the highest mark. Is he uh, sponsored by any of those uh, particular organisations, Rocket? No. Oh, he's, he's a RBC man. Okay. He is, yeah. I think he's club-wise. I think he's solo man now. I don't think he... Um, I don't think he's with anyone anymore. I think Taylor Maid's no, no more. Yeah, no, they give him the they give me they gave him the lemonade and sass because he pulled out last week. He was using the old remember the old spider putter, the white the bigger the bigger head one before they yeah. made the, that the, yeah. the small ones. Yeah, he was using that last week. So it was um I'm like I looked at it and thought is that that old spider putter from about five years ago? And then they mentioned in, in the coverage that he'd gone back to it, um, was just loving the feel and the memories and everything else. And he was putting okay. Um, I know that uh, in the coverage, Ian Baker Finch said that he'd been talking to his manager and said that he's he's hitting the ball really, really well. But he, he battled massively with his back last week. Um, he looks very, very uncomfortable, as 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 uncomfortable as Jason Day can look on a golf course when he's injured, which is pretty pretty often. Um, but he went, he, look, he went okay. He finished off well enough. He's obviously must've turned up okay. Cause he's out on the course right now at the, at the rocket. So um, yeah, be interesting to see how he goes. Yeah. You got to wonder how much longer he's going to last. <clears throat> he's, yeah, I've got a bad back, right? And and I'm not certainly not putting myself in Jason Day's category, but for the amount of golf balls that he's hit, I'm really surprised. The, the one thing that I notice about him is his size. He seems to be getting bigger. And that can't be helping. Like 
the amount of pressure he's putting on his back. Yeah, he's 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 um, yeah, he's got a few extra kegs. Yeah, he's, ca- he's carrying a few extra around the waist. Yep, and um, so whether or not he's, you know, maybe he's maybe he's trying something different, or he's just trying to back off a lot of the yep. gym work because when he was at his peak, he was like at um, he was ripped. Yeah, definitely. And so it's it's funny now when you see him, he's quite big. He's got the the rough beard going. He he looks you know a few sizes heavier than he was. That can only be putting more stress on his back. He certainly didn't look in a good way last week. Nah, he probably he probably needs to. Um, I reckon he almost needs to probably just trim down and then work with someone that can help do something with his swing that means it takes pressure off it or he's yep. able to practice a little bit more. Yep. Because here's the thing is that as long as his short game is on and he does okay from tee to green, if he does okay from tee to green, then he's going to contend because he was never the best ball striker going around. His short game and his putting is the <laughs> thing that sets him apart. Yep. So, you know, whether or not – and it's the other thing as well, it's like oh, I can't remember which podcast I was listening to and I'm talking about and this is back to the people that win majors. It's the once you win one, you know, you think about the the hard work to get there and yep. do you want to continue working at that rate to try and give yourself the best chance to maybe win another one or are you just going, do you know what, I've, I've ticked a box, you know, I'm quite comfortable and I'm just going to do the best I can for as long as I can, but I'm not going to put myself through through that. I'm not going to make those sacrifices Mm. Again, because he probably sacri- you know, he, I reckon he went like a two or three year period where he probably sacrificed a lot. He's still, he's very good at putting family first, but I still yeah. think he probably sacrificed more than it was comfortable for him. And I reckon he struggled with that post, post, post world number one. I, I, I just, I don't think he had the capacity to probably stay there. Yeah, that's fair enough for sure. Yeah, Jason Day. Well, good luck, Jason. If you if you're out there performing, uh, you you keep going, son, because uh, you know you, we love you here in Australia. We love we love the Australian golfers doing well. Who do you think? Uh, can we? Which, what should we talk about? If we're going to talk about a little bit of field, should we finish off Irish Open, or should we talk about uh, finish off talking about uh, the stuff in America where Jason's playing? Silence. <laughs> um, we can talk about the rocket. Okay. So it's it only right that we talk about rocket with rocket. Okay. Let's talk. <laughs> let, let's finish off talking about the rocket. And we'll come back to Europe. So. Yeah. Who, under, what, un, underwriter classic. <laughs> you love the insurance swing. <laughs> has anything else happened? Bry, is Bryson playing in the rocket? Uh, he is. Yeah, he's playing in there. And you mi- know, minus again, an eight iron. <laughs> and it's and it's not him producing the content, but he is a participant. And if anyone hasn't watched my story that I posted from Phil in the practice round playing with Bryson, doing a sneaky pull the eight iron out of his bag, just sort of lean it over the knee and just pop it just enough so it's just a little bit wonky in the shaft and stick it in the bag. That's just Phil, my man, just producing comedy, just just absolute <laughs> comedy gold to my favourite target as well. So my so question good. on that is, like you've studied Phil more than anyone that I know, Rocket, and obviously you've studied Bryson more than anyone I know. Does it, does it surprise you that you see those guys playing in practice rounds together? Like, no, nah, because Phil plays with anyone. Right. Phil, Phil, Phil will play with anyone. Um, if there's one. Here's the thing: is it feels feels misunderstood. He will play with anyone. He wants to play with all the players and get to know them and have fun, right? Because that's just who he is. Um, he's not he's not clicky. And that's the thing that was always been a little bit of a, a knock on him that he's he's quite um, he, he doesn't ha- have a like a little, little click of players, but he hangs around with lots of them and he interacts with all of them. So for him playing with Bison, it's just it's not unusual. I think he's done it a fair bit. And whether or not it's just to take the take the piss out of Bryson because he does a very good job at it, and, it's, and Bryson's an easy target, um, you know, or or it's just because you know he might think you know Bryson's a good dude and I'll go play around with him. 
Okay. What you, if you were taking bets on that, Mike? Is the because uh, he, he wants to take the P15S out of him, or Bryson's a good dude, and I'll just want to go and hang out with him? I'd probably I say Bryson's a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably sit somewhere in the middle. Okay. I'd take the each way, each way. I, think, I think it's probably a little bit of both. I think at the end of the day, he's gonna he's gonna need to get out there and have a hit practice round anyway. He'd know the course well enough. Um, have a bit of fun. Cameras everywhere. Ah, oh, definitely loves a show. Pip, sorry, it's a pip. <laughs> it could be pip. It's yeah. a pip. <laughs> snap, yeah, pretend to snap one of Bryson. Fountain. Yeah, exactly. Pretend to snap one of Bryson's eight iron and get a few million uh, yeah, hits on hits on the pit parade. Your beauty. So, uh, okay, who are you fancying? What's what's um, when we come back next week? If we if we you know keep going with uh, this swing, um, who are we coming back to talk about? Oh, I know I haven't looked at the field, and Mike would have studied this like closer than Einstein did um, the theory of relativity. So um, I have no idea who's in the field. So I'm going to do a bit of looking up on, okay. on the 2020 field, actually. Gee, I don't even know if they played it last year. They did, they did. And you know who won? Your mate. Oh, it's Bright, it's Bryce. That's right. That was the first one where he's – that's the first one where he's come back. That was not long after the uh, the video where he's um, looking forlorn into the distance, driving in his hop top and then, you know, cleaning his pool and cooking bacon <laughs> this, with oh, shirt on. Getting oh, off the, the net jets and all this, that, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. The, sad, yeah. the saddest video in the history of videos. Oh, like, my God. You know, like, was it like a dating video or something like that? Like, a, oh, I'm lonely, you know, like, hello, ladies. You know, got my shirt off, frying the bacon. You, lo- you love that. You love that. Certainly, certainly wasn't e-harmony, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but he just looked forlorn. Like he looked, he looked sort of lost. He didn't look happy in that video. Anyway, he went on to win uh, the Rocket Mortgage uh, around that time. Oh, so here we go. Here we go. Last year, so yeah, Matty Wolf. That's right. Matty Wolf was contending. He was leading going the last round. Kisner, Armour, Hadwin, Tyrrell, Willett, Mav, eh, and Webb. Yeah. Yeah, it's a. It's funny. I mean, it's a. It's at Detroit. Um, second year has been played there. The first year I remember extremely well from a punting perspective because uh, I um, it was one of those things. It was actually probably a Thursday night, very similar to this, and it was about six pm Melbourne time. And I I uh, was flicking through Twitter and I read that uh, there was a guy who had uh, had got into Monday qualified in, or he might even have been like one of those ones where he was an alternate after Monday qualifying. So he actually hadn't got in and then he literally two hours before they were going to tee off, um, gets in. And so I looked up the stats for first round leader and I went, you know what, this guy, Nate Lashley, he's actually goes pretty well in the first round. I'm going to bet on him. So I went and looked up the odds and he's not there. So I sent a message to one of the corporate bookmakers and said, Hey, can you please add this gentleman to your market for first round leader? They said, yeah, we'll get onto that. They'll have it up in no time. So 10 minutes later, I checked and he was listed to win 250 to one. So I went to the first round leader, not there. So I sent him another message. So, Hey guys, I appreciate you got him for the win, but can you put him up for first round leader? Yep. We'll do that. Tournament starts an hour later. So it's over. I'm not, I didn't want to bet him for the win. I'm not worried about it. I'm only worried about this. So what happens? Nate Lashley is the first round leader, but no one. And I mean, literally no one in the world could have bet on him except for sports bet here in Australia because I asked them to put the bet up. So sorry, no one had him up first round later. No one actually had him up for the win either except for sports bet in Australia because I'd asked them to put him up for the win. He went on to win. I did not have one cent on him at 250 to one. It was the most heartbreaking weekend of my life. (laughs) I was too busy worried about betting him for round one later. But that was, I remember that very, very well. And then, yeah, um, Bryson last year, so it's a um, it's a funny course. I, I, I've it's one of those ones where I expect him to go much deeper than last week. I I, I wouldn't be shocked to see the winning score twenties twenty under. Uh, so I'm really it's, concentrating. It's not a long course, right? It's a, no, no. It's a Donald Ross course. I think yep. it's not it's not completely. I don't think it's been restored back to traditional Donald Ross sort of style. Yep. 
Um, but it's not that long. And then yeah. I think last year it was, it was playing quite soft as well. So Same this year. It's been, it's been pretty wet early. Uh, well, not now, but for the last couple of days, I've had a bit of rain. So it is going to play a little bit longer, but nothing, nothing horrendous. So I'm really looking at people that are going to be uh, hitting the ball, you know, well enough off the tee and probably trying to keep it in the fairway because you don't want to be in the rough if it's going to be a little bit boggy. Um, and then putting and get to make birdies. So you have to make birdies. So um, for me, I uh, the five that I picked on top were uh, Paddy Reed, Jason Kokrak, Hideki is my number one pick, and then I've got Jason Day and Bubba Watson as the others that are have sort of shown some reasonable form coming in, and then just absolute. Um, Bolters, Doc Redman and Sepp Stracker. Sepp Stracker's had a couple of good years here, so he could go in each way, something like that. Doc, Doc's two under after five and Jason Day's one under after three. There we go. Uh, I'll be happy. I didn't actually have a cent on Doc, but I did put him in my tips, oh. but I did have some money on Jason Day to, to be round one leader and to win. So either of those I'll be quite happy with. It's not a bad field considering, <clears throat> is it? Like- Look, I, I think, so here's, you've got, you've got a certain pocket of players that would be, you know, of the top ranked players that are playing either uh, that have played last week because they they obviously finished the US Open, then high-tailed over to the BMW International. Then you've got some that have carried over into the Irish, and then you've got others that have just gone. Uh, I'm not playing because I'm getting ready to either go over and play the Scottish, or they may not play the Scottish whatsoever, and they're just going to play practice rounds. Yeah. Um, either at St. George's or, or around the area getting ready for the Open. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I 100% agree. I would say it's, um, uh, it's Deer Run next week, TPC, um, John Deere Classic. So players will be looking at... That'll be even a weaker field. Cause correct. All, all you'll have is the players that haven't got a start. Exactly. For the, for the Open, trying to finish in the top three to get a start in the yeah. Open. And then so, j- jump on a net jets to be flying correct back to the open. It'll be net jets straight over to the Scottish, and like you said, even if they're not, they're going to get over there and have a week of uh, practice rounds and get ready. And I can't wait for the late nights. Yes, oh, Royal St George's as well. Mm. It's the time of year where uh, you know this is a golf podcast where probably Rock and I don't watch heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps of golf, but it, this is coming up at the time of the year. Where, fatiguing there's yeah. so much on well it's, it's, there's so much it's like you think you we go may pga then we've had um us open us women's open then you know then we're launching into we've had the P, um um and then we have all these other events as well there are all these big events that are jammed in this really small window from like may june july it's it's actually it's actually really hard to try and watch a lot Hmm. You know, for me, um, the other week, you know, I watched um, all of the US Women's Open. I wish I could have watched all the Women's PGA because it's also at a pretty good venue as well, hmm. um, which we didn't talk about. And, you know, I'm probably kicking myself that I didn't watch enough of the golf to be able to talk about it because I'm quite, you know, nearly quarter winning her first major, now world number one. You know, it's. Yeah, and she's still. I think. What is she? Twenty two. Twenty two. Yeah. Twenty two. Like, what a go- what a golfer! Like, unbelievable. What a and golfer! Back to back wins for her two weeks in a row, and brained them like yeah. Yeah, whatever it was in the teens the week before or twenties and then teens. It's uh, that's some good going. Big confidence booster for her, but at the same time, right? This is the this is the challenging bit, which just this, it's just so fatiguing. And then I think the. The Open Championship is going to be that. Once that's done, I'll be like, oh, yeah, oh, it's funny relief, definitely. And the PGA set it up so they've got the one big event, you know, each month all the way from March through. You know, players, masters, everything goes. Masters, it's like one after another. And then before, when the PGA used to be in August, it would be exactly April. Then you would have June. Then July and then August, there was at least a sort of month. Little gaps. Yeah, and that's it. You're not getting it anymore. It goes literally from players, masters, PGA, US. Uh, it just keeps going and going and going. Um, and it sounds great in theory, but at the same time, it's only three weeks apart, three and a half, four weeks apart. Um, it's a fair bit of prep to do for these guys. They're going to be well and truly 
buggered by the end of it. And especially after a COVID season where once we opened up, you got to remember these guys came back and started playing tournaments. They don't normally play and we're playing back to back to back just to get some, some reps in. So yeah, I think you're right. I think after this, there'll be a few, um, having a look at where they sit in the, um, in uh, the um, FedEx and then they'll be right plotting it right out so that to play as little as possible to try and hold their spots and get ready for two championships and go from there. Yeah, and then we've got the Olympics as well. Olymp- well. Actually, the Olympics is the week after the Open. Yeah, yeah. after after the Tour Champion, you've got Ryder Cup. <laughs> you've got everything going on. Oh, it's going to be unrelenting. You know, <laughs> players only have to play one tournament. We have to cover so many things every week. <laughs> so how oh, many do you geez. think we'll get for the Australian Open? <laughs> Flying over. Anyone? Nobody. Yeah. I don't think anyone will. Uh, after a season like this, there's no, there's no way. Surely it'll be it'll be the biggest Australian field ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and and that'll be as if we, you know, oh, no, we probably should play it. We should be okay by then, hopefully. Yeah, they, I think they announced just the other day uh, back at the Australian. Australian. Yeah, what? was it November? Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't. Oh, sorry, I, I had to at the re- Australian. Yeah. Again. Yep. Like yeah. if, there, if there was ever one where you could take it somewhere and showcase somewhere else, but. Yeah. What, what is what is Golf Australia thinking? Like yeah. what? Like, it's um, I think there's it, a lot of us. Plenty of people are asking to mix it up. You know, to 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 get it off to South Australia or even Western Australia. Just play somewhere different. Even I mean, we haven't had it in Melbourne for a long time. No, but here's the thing that's really annoying, right? You think about all these other events that are not sanctioned by Golf Australia, and they actually have co-sanctioning with Asian Tour, mm. European Tour, so Australian PGA. Vic Open. Vic Open. Yeah. Vic Open. Those two events get better qual- high-quality fields yeah. playing in them because there's a lot riding on the line. Yeah. And we've got the Australian Open where, you know, if you think about Cam Davis, Cam Davis won as a 24-year-old. And I think that was at the Australian as well. It was. And, and, and he didn't have – didn't even give him any tool status. Like, like – what, like it's the Australian Open. Like yeah. partner up with someone so you can actually like turn it into something. And you're right, play it somewhere else. Like why aren't we playing this thing at Royal Adelaide? Yeah, no, definitely. Why aren't we playing this at Royal Queensland? Yeah, you know why aren't we playing this out at say it's Royal Perth or the the soon to be renovated Mount Lawley, one of my favourite courses. By the way, um, you know, or yes, it's back down at the Sandbelt, or play it on some other course in New South Wales. You know, you know, not the Australian. Like, yeah, come on. I think it's it's been tough. It's been a tough stretch because we've gone and like they're both amazing golf courses, Australian lakes and lakes. Um, you know, so next door to each other. Yes, Sydney's an amazing city. It's reasonably central to the CBD. Yep, you're going to get in. But like you said, if you're going to have a year where you're not going to get the people coming in from overseas to watch it. Probably going to have only local talent. Perfect time to go and play it somewhere just completely different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's my point. And, you know, you said the lake, sorry, the Australian's an amazing course. I think, you know, it's a polarising course because a lot of it doesn't rate so highly in the top 100's um, ranking panels of V the magazine. Um, and, you know, I've heard a few people say – their reasons for it. Um, it's not everyone's favourite course. You know, mm. Jack Nicholas sort of changed it a bit and, you know, I was lucky a enough to play bit. it. Yeah, well, a bit, a lot. Um, it's uh, – it would be the last one that I'll – anyway, I probably won't get invited back there. Well, but, where, uh, where was it supposed to be? It was, was it Kingston Heath? It was yeah. supposed to be this uh, last year? Yeah. yeah. Surprised they couldn't have held – seeing it never got played, that they could have just – no, but this is the thing. It's the Golf Australia. They, they, it's because each of the states are trying to buy the events. Hmm. So they all stump up a heap of money to have the event. And that's what happens. When, And I understand why Golf Australia are doing that, but they could get away from that, again, if they partnered up with another tour yeah. because then they would get a different set of sponsorship. That means they wouldn't be beholden to trying to, you know, you know, play each, you know, Victoria and New South Wales off against each other. To, 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 ha- to hold this event. Like, yeah. is, would it, is it anything it to do with, you know, the Gulf New South Wales, you know, not falling 
totally under the, the the umbrella of Golf Australia. They're still that sort of breakaway type. You know, we run our own situation scenario. Don't know. Don't know. Yeah, this no, uh, it's, it's still it's still just Golf Australia running their own ship. They don't have enough money, and they need the states. So the state sports ministers to try and play play each other against to try and go who's who's got the most money to do this. And then with the Vic Open, you know, the, the Victorian state of gum, you know, you can do this one with your Australian Open because we've got a better field. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, that's the Australian Open. It's going back to the, uh, the lakes. I keep saying the lakes. We'd probably rather it be at the lakes, but it's at the Australian um, in, we think, November. Uh, let's uh, see how that continues to pan out after all of those other events that we just mentioned. Back to... Um, uh, back to this week in the uh, the PGA Tour, the Rocket Mortgage. So, Mike, did you give us your tips? You did, didn't I you? Did. Yep. I did. I'm sure everyone will be number one on top, Sadeki, but there's a couple others there. People haven't did miss them there. Okay, well, this is the easy one for me because there's only two Scots in the field. I think if we go back to uh, uh, back to Europe, there's a few more Scots over there that I'm going to have to pick from. But uh, I'm, I'm <laughs> going to run with uh, Marty Laird. I'm going to bring Marty Laird back into the fold for the top Scott uh, this week. Um, a few Aussies in the field Cam Percy, Aaron Bradley, uh, Reen Gibson uh, Who else we got? Uh, Matty Jones Cam, Big Cam Davis Big Cam Davis Jason Day So we'll see how they go Who's top Aussie? Top Aussie? Given the fact oh, that Jason, uh, Jason, I'll go Jason, Jason Day Jason? Yeah, yeah okay Yeah uh, Max Homer watch Anything on the uh, Max Tip there from your one of your boys Rocket uh, I know he's been working on his swing Um yeah, he's, he's, his form in the last sort of months has not been where I would hoped it would be. Um, so I guess, look, it, I just hope he performs all right. Because playing in a tournament and going deep under par is probably not his forte. He's, he's more inclined to be, you know, contending on a course that kind of punches you in the face every now and then. So you want to have a pick of someone who you favour for this? Because Mike's keeping a tally of uh, you know how we all go, which we should start. Pub- oh. Which we should start publishing. By the way, look, I reckon I have to go some lefty. I have to go some lefty because he just decided to bend Bryson's eight iron. Okay, well, you're going it's, with- just, it's just it's not even an educated guess. It's just with- cause it's because I love him. You're going with the heart. You're going with the heart. Very good. Okay, what about in Ireland? Now, being the fact that, uh, you know, there's already, what, six or seven Keimer. players? Martin Keimer. Who is, he's up there. He's finished his round along with Herbie. Uh, Herbie, minus eight. Martin Keimer. Herr Keimer, uh, minus five. Thomas Dietrich from uh, Belgium, minus five. Andy Sullivan. I like Andy Sullivan. I, I, I love an Andy Sullivan. He's minus five already. Nicholas, uh, Nico Kolsouts, uh, or minus five. And uh, the Thunder Bear. Uh, Thunder, Bear. Thunder Bear at minus five. Now, a uh, little shout out to you know, if I get if I can have my uh, sort of say here in the top Scott once again. Players are already well underway. Uh, Grant Forrest, local Livingston boy, uh, just outside of Edinburgh, now resides in North Berwick, so he's um, very much uh, a part of the East Lothian uh, golf environment down there, which is my favourite part of the golfing world for Scotland. Uh, shout out to Grant Forrest. Uh, he's sitting at minus five with three holes to go in his round. So top Scott, we've got Grant Forrest, Connor Syme, Davy Drysdale, Mark Warren, uh, Callum Hill, Davy Law, winner of the Victorian Open uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Stevie Gallagher, and who else we got? That's about it. Um, Richie Ramsey, oh, Scotty Jamison. We'll come back to Scotty Jamison in a second. Uh, I'm going to stick with Grant Forrest. Haven't seen him up there for a while, so he's he's a pretty easy one. He's already le- already up there, minus five. But uh, go chase Grant Forrest, you Scots. Mike, who are you going with? Dubai duty free. Uh, I, I won't cheat. I did have I did have a very very small bet on the tournament, but I can see how he's going, and I can probably say that my, my tickets and my money are gone, and that was on Sam Horsfield. Sam Horsfield's uh, plus three. So okay. he's uh, he's unlikely to get me a collect this week, but um, that's all right. Very small bet. I actually had a little bet on him and I had a little bet on um, Victor Dubisson, but Duby uh, must have withdrawn and uh, he's not there. So I got my money back. So that was a collect. Okay. 
Aussie, top Aussie and Ireland, so it's going to be hard to go. But Herbie, you're going to, even though he's eight under, we would have said, had we recorded this when we wanted to record it, it would have been Herbie. It would have been. It would have yeah. been for me. It still is no, Herbie. It would have been Kymer for me. Top Aussie. Top Aussie. If you want to adopt a Martin Kymer as an Aussie, oh, we, pro- we yeah, probably can. Yeah, I'll, I'll, um, he's an honorary Aussie in my book. You can have, you can have um, Min Woo Lee and his stinger. He's, mm. he's, um, he's another good option too. So we've got Minwoo, we've got uh, Jake McLeod, we've got Scott Hend, we've got Scrivo, we've got uh, Wade. Oh, the Pirate. <laughs> the Pirate. Uh, and uh, Maverick Ancliffe and um, uh, the uh, Bendigo Baguette, Lucas Herbert. Or Herbay, as uh, Herbay. some of his, some of his tour Herbay. counterparts uh, used to, used to no longer mistaken. Uh, he doesn't get mistaken on the range now because he is a legitimate and well-known superstar is Lucas Herbert, the Bendigo bomber. Good a good Western Bulldog supporter. Certainly is. Jason uh, Cavara, do you know the young Ben Cavara? Ben Cavara, yes. Little forward pocket for the Western Bulldogs. Champion young man. Really? Yep. Good to hear. Fitted Very in, good to Fitted him for some golf clubs the other day. Uh, champion young fella is uh, young Ben Cavara. Okay. That's done. What's next? I think um, the only thing we want to do, we want to talk about anyone else in the Olympics. Any of the Olympics, uh, anyone surprising? Did, did you guys end up having a look at your list of people that had qualified? I was Rory, Sa- Rory Sabatini for um, Slovakia. <laughs> Slovakia, he's fine. Slovenia. <laughs> Slovenia. He made it. Slovenia. <laughs> he made it. He made it. The boy from Bratislava gets took, to play the Olympics. It took him a while. It took him. It took him three countries, but he finally got there. Good on him. I've got to apologise. I have failed. Um, David David Blake, Blakey from the Golf Rules Questions podcast, did send me the qualification um, criteria. Uh, I can't find it. He sent it to me. It's on one of the... No, he did. He did. Uh, it, was world, it was world rankings to start with, and then it was like the top 15, and then... Every, US have four because they fit into that top 15 and it's the max. And then it was every continent. <laughs> so yeah, we're set. It, yeah. And then it was, then it was the, the North and South dipoles. And then it was the circumference of a, of a football divided by the root, the square root of Bryson's brain power. And that's where you would find the rest of the field. Okay. <laughs> Is there any more golf that we need to talk about, gentlemen? <laughs> no, I think we covered everything. <laughs> I mentioned uh, Scotty Jamison from Scotland there in the Dubai duty-free Irish field, but there is was only one Scotty Jamison that I was cheering for and talking about Jamo. this week. Uh had we done this last night, he would have been joining us for a brief uh, hello, but um, he's got... Oh, you, oh are you serious? I am serious. He was teed up to join us last night, uh, Rocket, but uh, you weren't available. Don't tell... Well, well, where was that piece of information in our WhatsApp chat I didn't, channel? I wanted to surprise you. I was trying to surprise you, and I teed up captain, the super captain of the A-League, player of... Um, Clubman of the Year for Melbourne City, the winning captain of the A-League, one of my favourite A-League players of all time, the super skipper, uh, he's had a big week. And he, I think he had a function this week somewhere uh, tonight, Rocket. So, But I am catching up with him tomorrow. He's He and his dad, Alex, another fine Scotsman, joining joining me down at Peninsula Kingswood tomorrow for a celebratory uh, completion of the, the Melbourne City championship win uh we're, we're going down to peninsula kingswood tomorrow so i'm catching up with him tomorrow rocket could have been oh, there I, had I, you not I, been I, on the road you would have been there too mate you know his I first know. his first thing was is rocket coming i said mate he's caravanning what <laughs> he couldn't believe it he could not believe it that you were caravanning and but anyway no you'll be there in in spirit but also and just meeting him meeting him for the first day was was a highlight for me as well because i was I, um I brought old Par Rocket down there to Kingswood, not Kingswood, yeah, Peninsula Kingswood, and um, and I, I think you must must have posted something, and I realised that you were playing that day, and I thought I'll just sneak out, and I was showing Dad a couple of holes, and it just happened to be the hole that you guys were rolling up on, up on the fourth on north, 
and I didn't know who you were playing with. And then I hear this, Rocket, is that you, Rocket? <laughs> and I'm like, who is this person? <laughs> Comes up and he goes, Gamus, how you doing, mate? <laughs> oh, Rocket, I love you on the podcast. I'm like, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> I, te- I texted him, I said, mate, can, you, can I get you on the phone just for a minute just to surprise Rocket? He said, oh, mate. He, he was like, yeah, no worries. No, he was – but I know I know behind the scenes that uh, between all of the functions and uh, all of the other, you know, Mad Monday stuff, he's had about 45,000 beers. And uh, when I spoke to him oh, – he- if, if I was him, I'd be celebrating forever because what he's achieved as the captain of that club and as – I've texted it publicly, you know, uh, a leader without followers is just a man going on a very long walk. And Scotty Jamison is a leader of men. And for what he's achieved at that club is phenomenal. And he should, no one should ever make him buy a beer ever again if they're a Melbourne City supporter. Yeah, agree. Well, he's had a standout year uh, just in all, all, all forms uh, as a leader, as a player. Uh, um, you know, and I think it was his fifth fifth or sixth A-League final, um, of which he'd missed out on previously. So finally got to bag one, you know, stood up when it counted and took a penalty uh, to put Melbourne City in, the, in front, uh, which ultimately they went on to win. But um, he can't wait to have a... A bit of a whack at Peninsula Kingswood tomorrow, but I do want to say, um, you know, it's you might have seen on my Instagram that I had a game with uh, Luke Bratton at Q, who obviously I know through the Melbourne City connection when he was playing down here, and you know, shout out to Luke, uh, he's had a bit of a tough week. You know, he was he got sent off uh, first time he'd ever been sent off in a very long and distinguished career. You know, he's played in many, probably maybe three or four. A-League winning uh, championship teams at Brisbane under Ange Postecoglou uh, at Sydney last year, and uh, a finer young man you wouldn't wouldn't meet. You know, he's a, he's just a standout young fella. Uh, puts his heart, wears his heart in the sleeve on a football pitch. And we had a game, and it's been a rough week for him, but it was good to get him out there on the golf course before he went up to where he was going back to Brisbane to see his family. He's been away from his family for a long time, newborn baby. So. You know, it's interesting to see a little behind the scenes to these guys' lives because I know they're professional footballers and they're the first ones to say, you know, we're, we're playing football and making a living. Um, but just to hear, you know, Luke, they were in lockdown. Uh, before Sydney went into lockdown, he was in bed and the phone rang and said, you're going to be in a red zone. We need to get you out of there so we can get to Melbourne to play the final. You've got to be in a hotel by 1 o'clock. Pack your bags and go. And he, he wasn't going back to Sydney because he's got to go to Brisbane to see his newborn, which he left behind six weeks ago. Um, anyway, interesting, interesting, uh, but great to see the young fella. And, um, mate, he's a champion as well, young Luke Bratton, and a good friend. And uh, tough week, but um, anyway, looking forward to seeing Scotty Jamison tomorrow. I'll give him a handshake and a pat on the back from me. I'll do that, Rocket. Mike, good luck with your lesson tomorrow with Shafi. Uh, Thank you. As I, as I said, Check out the uh, podcast with Shafi and uh, look forward to the upcoming video series on Magic Mike's swing <laughs> development brought to you by Skillist and uh, the My Love of Golf podcast partnership, unpaid, of course. Um, so we look forward to sharing that. No, we don't at all. <laughs> um, I'm speaking big things, Mike, and, um, and we will be bringing video f- of the, uh, putting, the putting stroke for Dion. Spoke to Dion today, by the way. Oh, I've seen that video. It looks okay to me. Yeah, no, he's funny. Who cares? It goes in the hole. Like that's, it roll- it. that's all. That's all that matters. It rolls end over end. And it drops in from about forty several times. In I watched it forty holes in one day, and I watched these buddy bombs dropping all the time. Going, oh, that's a that's a birdie. That's a par. Yeah, that's good. Adam fun. Scott wishes he could probably putt like that. Correct. <laughs> anyway, uh, gents, it's been great again. Uh, thank you for everyone for listening. It's unstructured. Uh, it's very largely unprepared. It is what it especially, is, especially with all the loose, the loose one on the loose. Uh, how many um, Sammy Kadaras have you, you know, drunk tonight, Rocket? What before, during, or after? What did I? I had two before we started. Right. I've had I've had three while we're going. Is it still? Nice. Are you still in the Japanese stuff? 
No, it's on the no, cra- it's, uh, no, Kraken. I'm on the Kraken, the black, the black rum. Oh, right. Oh, mate. Ten- and, uh, yeah, Kraken and dry. Okay, you can so either buy the bottle by yourself or you can get the pre-mixed stuff. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, was, I'm about to celebrate 10 years of not having a drink, as boring as that sounds. It bloody is, so I'm not in touch effort. with... I'm not in touch with what the Kraken is. I, I just know that you were drawing the Japanese stuff and I called it the Hideki Matsuyama's last week. So I went with <laughs> the Sammy Kadara's this week. Sammy no, Kadara's. I'll, I'll, probably, I'll probably have to get a top-up of the uh, the Hibiki because uh, she's getting a little bit low, but uh, it's um, I've salvaged its its life cycle or its life uh, life um, expectancy with the, with the Kraken. Do you reckon that you can find a Hibiki up there in Bribey Island? Is that possible? Yeah. No disrespect to the Bribe Islanders up there and their taste for um, Japanese uh, whiskey. Do you reckon you can find it? No, I'll find somewhere, somewhere. Okay. Let us know. The only other thing I'm, I'm contemplating in the, the lockdown is absolutely just blown a hole in all of my plans. I was planning to do a bit of a mission, a recce mission to Bundaberg because there's a particular um, uh, bottle that is rare so it's called hidden the hidden barrels, and I bought a couple last year. I had one to put on the shelf for never to be opened, and one to drink. And um, the lady that sold it, she said, <laughs> "She goes, it's if, if whiskey and rum ha- had a child, it would be this." And she was right. And um, and I need to buy a heap more bottles because if I'm going to drink this stuff, I cannot afford to open this the one that is supposed to be just sitting on the shelf and and, acquire, and turning into an, a, a nice asset. So thinking about how do I do the four-hour four hour trek to Bundaberg <laughs> to, see if I can buy a, to buy a heap. And when I say heap, I mean a heap because this, thing is, this stuff is gold. Well, Mike, in signing off, how good is it to be a Victorian down here in the free free state, the only free state that would appear in, uh, in Australia at the moment? How good is it to be in Victoria? It's it's a change. It's certainly good. Certainly we, good. We weren't saying that six weeks ago, let alone six months ago. But uh, anyway, have a I'll great. Be, be, all my Queensland mates have been just absolutely just giving me hell. They said, "You bloody Victorian! You've raced up here to the border. You've brought your weather and your bloody virus. You dirty varmint." <laughs> Well, Rocket, uh, I think we're getting the uh, effects of the Sammy Kadaras coming through now, so we might leave it at that. <laughs> until until next week, everyone, uh, thanks for listening. We really do appreciate you um, uh, joining us on our fun and frivolities, uh, trying to digest the world of golf as we see it. Uh, whether you agree or not, it uh, doesn't really matter. You've listened this far, so we appreciate every minute that you have listened. Uh, Magic Mike, thank you. Rocket on the road, thank you. And until next week, everyone, uh, we'll catch you, catch you then. 